Hey, good morning. Welcome. Welcome to City Church. We are so excited that you're here and joined us online. I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving and found plenty of things to be thankful for. Today we're going to be talking about more than a conqueror. It's a part two. We talked about this last week. And last week when I shared this, I just want to just be honest uh, with myself and some of the conversations that I had with people in the church too. And when you preach a message, I don't know if anyone else really knows this, but when you preach a message, you can tell whether or not people are getting it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm following. I'm tracking. I, that, that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. That's really good. And then you can also have those Sundays where it's like you say things and it, it kind of seems that it's really hard to understand. It's hard to get. And so we talked about being more than a conqueror. And uh, from my perspective, it felt like I was actually speaking in a different language when I was talking about everyone could be more than a conqueror in Christ, that Jesus did everything for us, that we can actually conquer whatever is in front of us. And um, it just kind of reminded me because uh, my Netflix is, is kind of funny. I don't, I don't know why it does this, but if I tell Netflix to play an, an episode of, let's say, uh, Seinfeld or... Um, Sometimes Netflix will just choose to play it in, in Russian. It always seems to go to Russian. <laughs> and, and so I've seen the episode before. I, I know what Jerry's talking about. I've, I've seen that in the past. You know, I, I understand the context, but it's all in Russian. And so sometimes I just leave it on there because it's kind of fun to listen to. And, oh, what is this in Russian? I have no idea. So sometimes I'll just tell Netflix, like, Netflix, play in English. I don't know why it constantly wants to go to Russian, but that's what it does. And so, you know, it's kind of that way when I was talking last week about being more than a conqueror, where we're, I'm talking about what the Bible has to say about how we can conquer what's in front of us, that, that God has created us for more. And um, it seemed like there was a, a disconnect in that. Like, I don't know if I can believe that right now. I understand what you're kind of saying, but it's in a different language, Neil. So I want to just uh, expound on last week and talk about how we can be more than a conqueror. And what one thing that I shared last week also was that I came to a, a part in my life uh, where I actually hit rock bottom. And I asked a lot of people, you know, have you been there before where you've actually hit rock bottom? Like, God, I'm going to give you my life because I have just made a mess of it. And so when I hit rock bottom, it wasn't that I became more than a conqueror the very next day. It, it's actually a thing of transformation. That we become more than conquerors, yes, but we are constantly transformed. We're being transformed by Christ. He works on the inside out. He's working things from the inside out. And I think we understand transformation when it comes to our physical. A lot of us uh, during the holidays and around January will go, you know what? I want a transformation of my body. I mean, how many of you have ever been there where you've hit rock bottom and you're like, something has to change. None of my clothes fit me. And we understand that. 
And the other part that we understand with the transformation of the physical, most of us, is that the same amount of time that it took to put all that weight on, it's probably going to be pretty close to take it off too, isn't it? I've been through this journey so many times in my life, put on 100 pounds and took 100 pounds off. You know, it took forever. It took eight months, nine months to, to take the 100 pounds off. But it was this huge transformation. And so we understand that with the physical. But the spiritual and the, the mental transformation, I don't know that we have a good grasp of how long that takes sometimes. You know, if we've had a certain way of thinking for years, for years, and then we start following Jesus in this transformation of our mind, do we give it the time, the process? Do we put in the effort, the same effort that we do with the physical? Because what happens when we follow Jesus, we become more than conquerors, but there's this transformation process that happens in our minds. We've had a lot of different ways of thinking about things, and this transformation process is never done. It's never done, and we're, we're always being transformed from the inside out. God is always at work in our heart. And so what I love to talk about today is that transformation we're going to be looking at Romans 12.1, and this is one of my favorite passages. It was actually put to a song years ago that I love to sing, but I'm not going to do that today. But we're going to be looking at Romans 12.1. Look at what Paul has to say about this transformation that happens in our minds. So would you go ahead and just pray with me, and uh, let's jump right into God's Word. Thank you, God, for what your plans are this morning for... Um, for each one of us. Even as we're talking about being transformed, Lord, I just pray that, that there would just be different things in our life that you're working on, that you would show us, that you would teach us through this message. Would your word just be alive and living in every person's heart that hears it this morning? Lord, I just choose to get out of your way. And would you just speak your words to people? In Jesus' name, amen. Romans 12, 1. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true worship. Do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Did you hear Paul? He says, to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. What that means is actually saying, God, this is your inhabitants. Lord, inhabit my body, live through me, work through me. And he says that's true worship because true worship is a sacrifice, True worship is, <laughs> sometimes we think of worship as, oh, I really like that song, and so I'm going to worship God. No, true worship is a sacrifice. It's actually saying, you know what, God, whatever you want to do in me, go ahead and do that. Use me throughout my day. Use me throughout my week. Use me in my workplace. True worship. 
But then he says this, don't be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So don't be conformed by the patterns of this world. Our entire life was the patterns of this world. That's why he says that, is our entire existence before we knew Jesus Christ was the patterns of this world and what the world told us and taught us and teached us. That's what we were brought up in. So don't be conformed by the patterns of this world, but actually be transformed. So this is new transformation process by the renewing of your mind. Notice that Paul doesn't say by your renewed mind. He says renewing by transformation. That's a process by the renewing, which is also another process. It's an action. It didn't just happen. It's happening by the renewing of your mind. I think one of the best ways to look at a transformation is to think about a butterfly. Everybody loves butterflies. We I know my wife and I, when we go to the zoo and they have one of those butterfly exhibits that you can walk in and you get to feed them, what is, I don't know, nectar or something, and they, they, you know, are flying around you and stuff. It's like so beautiful. But the butterfly actually starts off as an egg, you know, that's normally on a, on a plant, on a tree branch or whatever, and then, and then turns into a caterpillar. And a lot of us have seen caterpillars. They're not really beautiful, are they? And then from a caterpillar, it turns into a cocoon. And in the cocoon process is where the butterfly actually turns from a caterpillar into a butterfly, the beautiful winged creature that we see. And so there's this transformation process of a caterpillar to a cocoon to a butterfly. The end result is beautiful. But that cocoon process is necessary for the end result, isn't it? And so that's what happens when our minds become renewed, when we're being renewed in Christ. As, as we shared last week, there's, you're more than a conqueror. Well, it doesn't just happen today. It's this constant renewal of your mind to start thinking like somebody that can actually conquer something. Don't be conformed by the patterns of this world, meaning all of your life you're told that you can't conquer things. The culture tells you a different story. But what Jesus has is a story of no condemnation. He loves you. He accepts you. And you're more than a conqueror on his side. You are on the winning team now. This is opposite of what the culture teaches us. But there's this cocoon process that if we let the cocoon do its work, we can actually step out on the other side. And so I want to talk about some different things that, are, that could be in the cocoon, cocooning process. On one side, we have stress and anxiety. The culture tells us you are stressed and you are anxious. It teaches us that. They've told us this. This is what it's teaching us. On the other side of that is we have Jesus who says we have peace in all situations. Okay? So there's this cocooning process in that. Philippians 4, 6-7 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There he is talking about this renewing of the mind again. It'll guard your heart and your mind. He says, don't be anxious about anything. This is great wisdom and great advice. Is it happening? Does it just happen right now? Is that something that I can just grab a hold of right now and just like claim that over my life? Well, I'm here to tell you, you can with this. But I'm also here to tell you that if you've been anxious your entire life, and you haven't had peace your entire life, there's a good chance that there's actually going to be this period of time where you're transforming your mind, where God is transforming your mind. It's a work. It's a process. So don't be anxious about everything, but have peace in all situations. We can let that transformation happen. Another thing the culture is that we're, we're brought up in in our culture is rabbit trails of worst case scenarios. This is probably, probably my biggest struggle, to be honest with you. This is, this is something I can just rabbit trail the worst case scenario until I find myself like just thinking of the worst case scenario. All signs point to worst case scenario. <laughs> with God... It's focus on the best case scenario. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, this is God's word, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything excellent or praiseworthy, think, here we go again, like back to the mind, think of such things. So our culture says, yeah, got to kind of focus on worst case scenarios. But with God, he says, whatever is true and trustworthy, then think on these things. Put those things in your mind. But let's be honest. We're in a transformation process of that, aren't we? We're being transformed. Our mental focus is being transformed. Our minds are being transformed to think like Christ. Another way that you could look at this is having a losing behavior. I can't. A lot of us are told we can't. You can't do that. You can't be this. You, you can't accomplish that. You can't break free of that. But with God, you can. You can. A winning behavior. Matthew 19, 26 says this. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. With, with God, all things are possible. Then Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And so I, I've heard this like said so many times with, I'm going to go and play in the NFL or in the NBA. And it's like, that's nice. But what this actually means is the things that God has called you to, the things that he's equipped you with, the freedom that God wants to bring in your life. With man, it wasn't possible, but with God, it is possible. With God, he can do all things through him who gives you strength. You can do all things through him who gives you strength. So what he's put in front of you, the tasks that he's given you this morning, you can actually do that. You can. 
But let's be honest, we are in a transformation process of breaking free from old behaviors that say we can't. Old behaviors that say we can't, you know what we do? We quit. It's much easier to quit something than to stick in there and actually focus on the good and that you can do it. Old behaviors tell you, just quit, throw in the towel. But you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. I got a couple more here. Figuring out your life's plan. The culture tells us you have to have this this strategic plan, which is really good. But you know what? What happens when like the the road isn't so straight and it it kind of goes all over the place in life? We're thrown so many things in life. So figuring out life's plan or trusting in God's plan. Well, is this my plan or is this God's plan? Is God calling me to this or am I calling me to this? Those are two totally different things. But our minds are being transformed in that. Psalms 119.05 says this, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Now God's word will actually lead us and it will guide us. And one thing that I love about this, this passage from from David, is it says it's a lamp. It's a lamp. And then it's a light for my path. How many of you have known, like, have you ever been walking in the woods? Or have you ever been in a cave? And it's super dark, but you have a lamp. You can see about, what, 10 feet in front of you? And so God's word is, is this word that you, as you move forward in the path that he has for you, he's going to light up what's in front of you. God's word very rarely tells you the very end of your story. The, the story is actually trusting in the Lord. You know what? I didn't know which direction to go, and his word led me here, and here I am right now, and then what his word's going to lead me next. Through prayer and through his word, it's actually a lamp unto your feet, So it lights up what's in front of you, and it's a light to your path. It tells you the right direction to go, and you can balance things off of God's word. It doesn't tell you the very end of the story all the time. And so what happens is this trusting process of God. You start to trust the Lord with the next step in the right direction. The last one I want to talk about is this, is this renewing of our mind is unforgiveness and forgiveness. Don't let the culture conform you. I, I will say our culture isn't great on forgiveness. <laughs> it, we hold on to things for so long. We hold on to, we, do, we don't know how to forgive. In fact, I mean, even as a good example, we, we, did, we do an alpha program here for marriages. And I can tell you this, that we made it through a couple of these. We've, we've done some alpha marriage courses. And when we got to the, the section on forgiveness as a couple, many couples never returned back. And here's the truth of the matter is like, if you don't know how to forgive, and then I start talking about unforgiveness as a couple 
And there may be, be some, there might be some things in there that, oh, we really need to forgive each other for. And then they just don't return back because they don't, there's no context for how do you forgive, especially if you're not in a community of, of believers and you're, you know, it's really hard to understand forgiveness. Our culture doesn't teach us forgiveness. But with God, it says, like, forgive everyone. Colossians 3.13 says, be tolerant of one another and forgive each other if anyone has a complaint against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, you also should forgive. Paul says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. The patterns of this world is unforgiveness and unforgiveness and you just keep adding it up until it's this gigantic wall of separation but jesus says to forgive one another paul says forgive one another as christ has forgiven you so anything you've been forgiven of then forgive others of that but let's be honest there's this transformation process isn't there because if we went our entire life not forgiving people and we're holding on to things from stuff from like four years old, and then Jesus is like, yeah, go ahead and forgive people. There's this transformation of our minds that happens. It's a transformation process. And so today, here's the thing. I want to tell you, you are more than a conqueror is the truth. You are definitely more than a conqueror. It's what God has created you for. He is transforming your mind. And here's the other part of that. It's okay to be in that process. It's all right for you to be in this process of, you know what? I'm going to start trying to forgive people. And you might fall back into unforgiveness. And you then step back forward into forgiveness. It's a transformation process of our minds. The same amount of time that it takes physically to transform, sometimes we just don't give it time at all. And we think, you know what? I guess I, nothing happened to me. I guess I'm just like, that's for somebody else to be more than a conqueror. But I'm here to tell you that I am constantly being transformed. I am constantly fighting against some of these battles. And I have to take God's word <laughs> to the heart and I have to speak it over my mind. I have to speak it over my mind and remind myself that no, I'm in a transformation right now. So what happens with the butterfly is this, it goes from a caterpillar to a cocoon, but when it's in the cocoon, when it's in that cocooning process, it's only when the caterpillar has completely turned into a butterfly and has enough strength to push through the cocoon, that it becomes a butterfly. So there might be some of this stuff that you, man, I am totally in a cocoon right now. And I want to say this is that God is building up your strength enough that you can push through this. And what happens if any of those things, if any of those uh, topics really hit home with you, it's like, you know what, Neil, that really hurts almost. Like, I feel like so much pain in that one right now. That means that the Lord's working on that. He's renewing your mind and that he's giving you opportunities to step into that. I'm transforming you from the inside out. 
Let him finish his process. Don't give up. Don't run away from the hard times. Don't run away from hardship. Actually stick in the cocoon enough that you can actually break free and have freedom of this. That forgiveness becomes like that. Oh, forgiveness. I've walked through this before. I've been here before. I don't want to hold on to unforgiveness to somebody, so I'm going to just forgive. But it happens through transformation of our minds. I just want to leave you with this. If your mind changes, you will change. Feed it with the truth of the, of the Lord. Feed it with his word. Feed it with community. Feed it with the things that God tells us to, to follow him in. The, Jesus surrounded himself with 12 disciples. Feed it with, with, with uh, worship music. If your mind changes, you will change. If you want to see freedom, if you want to see breakthrough, if you want to be more than a conqueror, it's going to happen. It's a battlefield of the mind. And if your mind changes, you will change. So if there's anything that, that's really pressing and it's a really hard time right now, it's an opportunity for transformation. Trust God in that process. Let me just pray over you. God, thank you so much for your word today and the um, transformation that you're just bringing each one of us through. So, Lord, we just, I just invite you, even right now, just to say, you know what, God, I just trust you. Just trust you with um, what it is that, that you're doing in me. Just trust you, Lord. Trust in your provision. I trust you in your process. I just want to pray for strength over you too, for all of us, including myself, strength to just continue to, to do the things that God has called us to and just trust him in that. That our strength wouldn't lie in ourself, but it actually... Um, it would be something that we tap into God's strength. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We'd love to see you Sunday mornings, 9 and 1030. And uh, have a great rest of your week. Feel free to share this with somebody if they could use some encouragement. Be blessed.